Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I am the Gnarly Gnome, and I am cold. We are sitting outside. This is the brewer's buddy, Alexandria, soon to be Alexandria Brewing Company, Brew Day. So we've been trying to do this show for a really long time. We did the show, um, which I guess we should probably start out kind of explaining all that. Um, we did this show semi. We didn't have any ingredients, so we didn't make any beer. So <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's a good thing we're finally doing it again. But it's sad that that, that Mike is not here for this one. So um, I don't know. That's 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 a tough way kind of to start the show. But we that was honestly like one of. I, I can't, think I, I can't think take that you was seriously. You look like some kind of like snowman right now. <laughs> you have so many layers on. It was it was actually not a bad day today. Like it was it was not too cold and I'm then sure, yeah. as soon as we decide to start the show it's now drizzling so you'll be able to hear rain because we're <laughs> sitting in the rain recording a show because why not <laughs> and uh, we've got a fire going although it's too hey. far away from us for us to feel it and hey why why does, why does snoop dog carry an umbrella faux drizzle <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> wasn't, wasn't expecting that <laughs> <laughs> we are at Andy Reynolds' house in his backyard with um, a beer going in the background. I wish that we were running Periscope, but I think that's probably way too much with the rain and the cold. Yeah. And there's um, there is a a raincoat stretched across all of the equipment sitting on a table. <laughs> this is definitely a first, but this is great. Um, we are halfway through um, brewing this beer. We are almost at the point where we're ready to start the boil. <laughs> After a couple, uh, uh, a couple uh, stuck issues, <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. We're brewing. Well, a, I knew it was going to. We're, we're brewing a, a pumpkin beer with graham crackers, and then we're going to have a couple variants of it and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe it'd be really nice to the show. Retweet some stuff, and maybe maybe we'll do something to get you a, a taste of the beer too. Um, joined by Eric Tanner. Hello. Hi, sorry, <laughs> I didn't I didn't introduce you quick enough. <laughs> That's okay. No my, one knows. My, my brain is frozen. <laughs> they do. You've been on the show how many times now? Yeah, but people are still like, have you, have you only been on the show once? Once. Yeah. Oh, well, well, like tw- this would be his third, really. Third, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the second first show, though, or the second show was uh, was at Mike's place, and yeah. that was the one that never made it to the air. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, it was too sad. It was. It was right before Mike passed away, and um, probably a quarter of the show was. Um, him talking about how much better he was doing, and it just you know how he's excited to get back to uh, being yeah. able to drink beer again. And yeah, so it it, it it didn't it didn't make it to air. So this is our makeup of that where we're actually <coughs> brewing beer. <laughs> so we can well, we uh, can we cheers to Mike actually? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, before um, we kick things to off, Mike so for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know he started this, and every show that we do is pretty much a. Uh, a salute to him at this yep, point, yep. And, and and what he did, and the vision that he had for this. Um, since we're 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 giving him a a toast <coughs> and and drinking beer, we should do the segment where we drink beer, which I have to lean under the table to hit the button since the iPad is hidden. But <laughs> from the beer for there it is. My favorite part of the show where we drink beer. What are we drinking today? What is the name of this beer? Because I can't see it. It's here. This I'll is hand it to you. Oh, that's gonna help. Uh, yeah, against the grain. Oh, it's against grain. Um, okay. this is called Double Down. No. Seventy K. How if I know? Yeah, seventy K. I think seventy K. Um, it is a. 
delicious beer oh, is what it stout. is. I can't read anything right now. I can't drink this. It's a barrel-aged imperial stout. It's an imper- but I can't read the label. It says, all right, taking 35K to the next level, so I guess 35K is one of their stouts, um, and ratcheting up our disdain in all-in-one shot. Imagine a silky smooth milk stout worth 35K. Imagine what it takes to double it. We did that. Bourbon barrel aged and big. This one is worth all the money. Um, somebody can set that somewhere so you guys can hear the rain coming down now. Yeah. It's really picking up. Um, lots of chocolate. Some coffee smells going on there, too. Do you guys both have one? I yeah. do not. I've got, I'm trying to drink my beer. I have oh. a Matry's, uh Oh, Thundersnow. Yep, yep. I get that, like, brown sugar, that, like, nice oh, yeah. bourbon. You know what you get when you have a good bourbon barrel? I don't know. It's nice. It's perfect for, for a day like today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in the spot right now. Um, I feel like we should set it next to the fire and let it warm up a little bit. It's not going <laughs> to warm up sitting out. No, it's not at all. Out. And this is one of those beers that I think probably gets really good as it warms up. Yeah. <coughs> so. I've been trying to keep it in my hand and right, <laughs> but then it gets your hands too cold. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'm just put them back in my pockets for a minute. So, you know, since we don't have a whole flight of beers and a whole lineup that we're we're drinking right now, what have you guys been drinking lately that has really been hitting the spot? Yeah, <laughs> okay, so I've had um, my cousin brought back. Uh, he got well. I guess he didn't bring it back. They're from Chicago, and I'm trying to think of the name of the brewery now. But he had a bunch of them. They had a, a it was like a dill. It was a dill uh, Berliner Weiss. It was good. called. It was actually called Berliner Weiss. Um, but they had. Um, it was with a pepper in it. It was like a cayenne pepper or something like that uh, in it. Now it loses oh, me. you don't. It didn't lose me at all because it was so subtle. And it was just barely in there. Well, I I have fallen in love so much with Urban Artifacts, um, pickle goza that they yeah. do. Yeah, that's a kind of the same way. We were we were also drinking earlier um, Andy's Belgian triple with uh, orange peel, cutie peel. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was it. a, a variant then, on my triple, if you want to call it, which that. was fantastic. I um, was down at at Braxton last night drinking some Dark Charge. Um, trying to think of what else I've had lately that's been really good. Um, Urban Artifacts cans just came out, so the last, well, they just came out Friday, so the last day and a half I've been drinking a whole bunch of Urban Artifact beer. And um, That Finn is their um, Berliner Pale Ale, I think is what the style they gave it, that yeah, I'm, I'm falling in love with it more and more, especially now that it's in my fridge at home. So I had I had that fresh out of their um, out of the fermenter one time, and right. they were dry hopping it. Right, I, they had just dry hopped it, and it was fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's it's. I've, <laughs> I do have a can of it sitting over there in my cooler. It's great. But we'll have to crack it. This, up this is what happens when I'm when I'm cold. I guess <laughs> I, I start getting punny. But, but <laughs> if anybody hears our teeth start chattering on the on the show, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's uh, but last week was it last week in Braxton's uh the the party the uh, the block party was that I, last weekend Yeah, it was last yeah, weekend. So um, and and I know you you were there, Noam. I was there uh, earlier. <clears throat> but I, I 
I also, and I know you got a, a taste from the, the, the barrel itself. That was so cool. How cool was that? And how good was it? It was, so, yeah. Andy, yeah. did you make it down there at all? No, I, I had. Before? I had planned to make it. And um, so they took. I'm a, a family fella. They, <laughs> and let me tell you what gets in the way of sometimes things. Sometimes be selfish. I don't, okay? even wanna, I don't even want to talk about that right now. I've been working on the stupid baby room for what seems like <laughs> six months now. So they. You know, um, your wife listens to your podcast. No, she doesn't. She only listens to it when it's live. That's she doesn't actually idea. download it. So she's <laughs> good on this one. Um, she's a slave driver. She, um, or Braxton, so they, they carried a barrel across the street to the tent and set it up there and literally pulled the nail and sat there and filled glasses straight from the barrel so you got to try it uncarbonated and, you know, kind of what they, what they taste throughout the year to figure out when it's ready. And it was, um, I've never seen that done anywhere. I thought it was really cool and kind of a neat way to try something and kind of get other flavors that you don't typically get. When so it's carbonated. Yeah. The first awesome. time I hung out with uh, with Brad Clark out of uh, Jackie's, right. that's how I met him. Like, I went up there. I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm starting. Now, this was back in 10, 2010. I'm like, hey, I'm starting a brewery in Cincinnati, and this was before my health problems and everything like that. I'm like, I'm heading up there. I just wanted to know if I can hang out with you and ask you, pick your brain a little bit. That dude was one of the coolest dudes I think I've ever met, number one. And uh, number two... He took me and my buddy down the basement, didn't know us from anybody else, took us down to his basement, pulled nails all day, all these crazy sours that That's a good place have to never... Be. Good yeah. place to be pulling nails, yeah. too. Yeah, never... I, I think half of these have never been released to the public. All their um, apparition or dark right. apparition that... He had all these variants that he's still... I've never seen them on the shelves, period. He's like, yeah, this is a vanilla bean, rum barrel age... We don't think we're ever going to release it because we just had this one rare rum barrel come in from Jamaica or something like that, and uh, and uh, it's a uh, we're we're not ready to quite put it on the shelf yet because we don't have enough barrels to do it. So I just kind of keep it for myself. I put a couple <laughs> bottles, and I was like. Why? Well, there's why are you not me? Why aren't you just at least kegging this and serving it? And he's like. I'm kind of selfish like that. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> what I had there, and he's, he's it, it, first of all, it surprised me how self-conscious he was about his beer. Right. Because everything he was making was fantastic that we mm-hmm. had out of the barrel. And and two, it was just kind of like, well, you know, that that's amazing to me that, like, somebody with, like, and this is still kind of like before the craft beer movement really took off to what it is now. And he was still kind of like, I mean, Jackios has has always been like one of those bigger or better known breweries, considering how small they are. Well, and that's the story of Jackios, and the, this is probably a show within itself. is is such a neat one. It was a just a little shitty bar in the middle of Athens, right? And well, they had the, really? they bought the brewing equipment, and right. he worked there as a bar back. And they were such a terrible brewery, and was, they went out of business. Right, it was not good. <laughs> it was terrible, and and, and, and like the the guy that went there all the time, that frequented it all the time, and Brad was a home brewer, and they decided that they could take this place over and make it profitable. Right, and they weren't lying. Yeah, they they're doing some neat stuff, and and we um we talked to them once when we were out in Athens for Ohio Brew Week, and I'd I'd really like to get out there and just do an entire show on Jackie's. I don't know if that's 
Cincy Brewcast or not, but um, it it it, it, you, it could you know, be. I feel bad sometimes because they don't have their own little community out there other than those three breweries. So he he number one is he's the guy that pushed me to go to Siebel. He, he's been and, and I tell him it all the time, and I, I think he kind of takes me as like a joke or whatever because like sometimes I'm tough to take serious, <laughs> but. But I tell him, I'm like, he's been like one of my major influence as far as brewing's concerned because he's just really been, I, I don't know how to even describe the dude. I mean, he's just, he's such a cool guy and you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, he's not even trying to be. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. He's not like trying to be like, well, these are my beers and you can come down. You know, it's always just, hey man, how you doing? Right. Come on down. Let's see what we got going today. And. You know, it's just part of who he is. Does that make sense? That, that yeah. makes perfect sense. And I've never actually gotten a chance to... I gotta go to, check to, on the beer. Hold oh, on. you're fine. I've never gotten a chance to sit down and talk to him or meet him. I, you know, when we did the show, we talked to, uh, to Seth Morton, who was one of the uh, the brewers out there. And kind of that same experience, just with the, the attitude that they have is very different than a lot of places here in Cincinnati because <coughs> they are kind of all out there by themselves and just kind of in this little, this little pocket of... Of, of what they do it's it's a neat place have you ever been out there eric i've been to uh to athens uh ohio before and and this was pre pre-craft beer movement if you will right. probably <clears throat> maybe before their time i was when i was back in college but being able to listen to the show I've, i listened to that podcast and it was uh it was just neat to hear about them and their story and and sort of the um uh the the uh, the comp the uh sort of inner city competition they have with with one another but how much they uh, like like Cincinnati, how they feed off of each other. How they feed almost, off each yeah. other, and it, it it and I and I and I know you said you want to do a show. You could do a show just to show about you know them, but but you know being Cincy Brewcast, obviously you want to focus on this area. But they're, in my opinion, that there there's such a uh, 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 I don't know they they have such an effect in Cincinnati right. in the likewise I'm sure as well. But um, I don't think that the you know the the people who listen would would. Be angry. Um, would be angry. Would be angry. I think. I think it would be really neat because I, when I listened to that show, I was like, that was just neat to hear, uh, because it's you know, it really with any 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 sort of city within a drivable distance to to Cincinnati, um, and you hear about the, these breweries and, and and everybody sort of has um, an effect on one another. It, I think that's uh, that's cool, and it was really right. neat to hear that their story and, and just uh, uh, again how much and I and I learned a lot from that and right. how much they. Uh, uh, have had uh, an effect on Cincinnati and, and the likewise again. Well, the brewers here again. I'm not into the brewing scene myself as much as them actually brewing the beer. But it was uh, it was a, just a neat show, and, and uh, I haven't had the chance to go back out there. It's been a it's been a while. Well, maybe if so. we do a show, it would be an excuse for you to drive. I was out gonna there say if you guys do if you guys do a show, absolutely, I would. We'll, we'll definitely think about it. It'll be fun for a uh, brew weekend. It's a fun little area too. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's fun to go out there and just uh, hang out and drink. It's a very uh, drinking oriented town I yeah. guess <laughs> that's what I remember <laughs> I'll tell you what let's let's take a quick break yep. and we um, we're gonna jump into kind of you know why we're here we're, we're making beer and we, I want to talk about that a little bit we we've done some home brewing shows before but not uh, not lately so I want to mm-hmm. I want to kind of talk about that and talk about what you guys are doing brewers buddy and that kind of thing so um, well, we're gonna take a quick break Andy welcome back to the you were he was <laughs> tending to the Perfect beer time so, right um, we'll be right back since he brewcast the voice of Cincy craft mm mm-hmm. 
Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasturascreenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. As we drink our way through <laughs> this bottle of beer. <laughs> and another no, keg, right? We, we, we're talking homebrew. We are homebrewing, not just talking homebrew. We practice what we preach on Cincy Brewcast. Let me rinse you out first. <laughs> oh, thank you. How do we approach this topic of, of homebrewing? How do we... Well, you want to start with why we're doing it? Yeah, why, why, why are we brewing? Why are we here right now? Thank you. So when we did the show originally, right, back in July, right. um, the whole goal... Much, much more favorable weather, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were doing what? What were you doing back then? It was going to be a lager and a... Oh, you're licking river water. Um, and yeah, then we were going to do IPA. a black IPA, but we all got confused on who was bringing what. <laughs> And um, we wound up just running water through Brewer's Buddy, and uh, <laughs> it was a great fountain, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a beautiful fountain. Um, but we we talked about it after after the uh, show, and and maybe even during the show, I'd have to go back and listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we decided that we were going to do maybe the Black IPA, and then maybe, and then we were going to do the Pumpkin Porter because fall was coming up, right? And we we're going to do it in September. And then we all know what happened with Mike, and 
so this is the result of that, right? I mean, right. we're doing the pumpkin porter now, so. And we're going to do some fun variants. We all talked about um, doing the marshmallow variant, <laughs> and we talked about doing a different variant and then doing the regular, too, and so we're going to have that. And we're going to do um, the coffee was the second variant that we're going to do, so. Yeah, I think we either talked about doing a s'mores variant mm -hmm. or... A call. We we weren't sure about it, but it was all Mike had all these ideas and <laughs> and at that point that was after after we were done recording and I don't know I was uh I think we were all a little tipsy at that point and we're we're basically right now completing the cycle of of uh, of what that was and that's yeah. you know if anybody listens to the show closely like that's kind of what what's been kind of pushing things right now i'm I'm checking off a lot of boxes that that we had written down of shows we want to do show people we want to talk to um topics we want to cover and um i knew that you know we had to check all those off in order for me to be happy so that's 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 kind of where we're at as a show right now and that's kind of what this show is about is is checking something off and you know, I can only imagine if, if Mike was here, but it would definitely warm this backyard up a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was one of those guys that just, you know, the energy behind him can, uh, can kind of change an atmosphere. Of a he place. actually may have me have like one of the burners, the propane burners that we aren't using, that, not the Brewer's Buddy, but one of my propane burners that are sitting there. He'd be like, let's just bring that over here and right. <laughs> turn it on. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of propane, though, other than yeah. the main yeah, tank right now. <laughs> so that's why we're doing this show. But let's, you know, why, why, home, why did you start home brewing? Did have we ever actually asked you that on I, the show? That's a good question. I think we kind of touched on it during a Cincy Brew this Week. Is, this is for both of you guys too, Eric. I want to. Yeah, we need to we need to bring Eric into it. Yeah. So, well, so I think we kind of talked about it on Cincy Brew Week, though, when I did the Cincy Brew Week show. Um, so a lot of you by now, a lot of your listeners probably know my backstory a little bit. I don't like talking about it too much because um, I don't believe my business needs to be based on that whole story. Um, that's something I talked to Mike about, and he's like, well, it's part of your story, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I was in the service. And uh, uh, my, last, um, my last tour in Iraq, which was 0708. I started, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a good friend who's now a police officer up in uh, Dayton um, who got me into craft beer. Before that, him and I went to Germany together, and we spent we spent about, I guess, just under a month there. And we, him and I both got hardcore into German beer. And that got sparked his love into craft beer, Well, at the same time it sparked my love into Dunkel and Hefeweizen. So... This was 05, I guess, was about that time. So in Iraq, he kind of started talking about, you know, this brewery called Three Floyds. He was telling me all about them, and I, I'd never heard of such a brewery, whatever. Told me about Dogfish Head. Told me about uh, Dark Horse. And really piqued my interest about this. And he's like, you know, they're making beers now that are 10, 11, 12 percent. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, man. I don't know about you, but I'm drinking this beer called Doppelbach. <laughs> and he's like, dude, Doppelbach doesn't have shit on what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> so, like, we would talk about beer all the time in, in Iraq. And uh, his wife sent him over some, some uh, brewer's yeast. 
and not not like the baker brewing yeast, but like actual. Let's give his wife a big shout out. Yeah, right now for, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we used it to make hard cider, and we would go to the PX there, and we would buy 100% apple juice because you have to use something that doesn't have preservatives in it, and. Um, we would, it was apple juice, not, not cider. I don't know if I said cider or juice, but it was juice. And we'd sprinkle just a tiny bit of yeast on the top so one packet could make like an entire case. Because we're talking, they were liter, well, they were liter <laughs> bottles right. of, of apple juice. So you wouldn't want to use like one packet of yeast could do five gallons of. So were you guys, were you fermenting in the bottles? Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing, we had no idea. That's funny. I just have this image in my head, like some kind of prison brewing operation where you're yeah. brewing in a toilet. You got, you got it, you got it, almost right. <laughs> so we were cutting holes in the top. We would take, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example here with my water bottle, but nobody can see it who's listening. But we would take and cut, like, take the water bottle or the, the lid off the, um, the top of the uh, apple juice bottle, cut a hole in the top of right. it, put it back on, or sprinkle a little yeast in there, put it back on with the hole, and we duct tape a rubber glove, a, a medic glove, yeah. on the top of it. So this way it would be almost like an airlock. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, but that glove would, like, swell up. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it would collapse, and it would swell up, and it would collapse. So we would have – now, he was in a different platoon than me. But in my barracks and my platoon, we would stack all of our, all of our apple juice bottles behind our television, which we had, like, this – we built our own entertainment center. And I know that this sounds like everybody's going to be like – well, what kind of war were you in? But I mean, we we I did I did route clearance, which was uh, looking for IEDs on the side of the road. So we were out every day, pretty much on mission, looking for IEDs. But we would come back, and we would need something to do. Right. And we were in these shitty, shitty, shitty barracks in Ramadi. Were they shitty? Very shitty. Okay. I, I don't know how else to describe them, and, but we had power, and we had access to TVs, and we had access to DVD players, and we would hook up a DVD player to a TV and just watch movies and veg out, and we had behind our little entertainment center that we made out of plywood this line of apple juice That's bottles. Awesome. So what I figured out over there is if I took it off the sludge that the yeast created and poured it into another empty apple juice bottle and left the sludge in there, which now I know is racking, um, I would get a much better, cleaner apple cider out of it. And what would happen is, is that using these gloves, we were carbonating it, so we were actually making a hard cider, not an apple wine. And, I mean... You know, we couldn't drink it all that much or anything like that, but it's something we weren't allowed to have, and it was something that we were doing to just kind of blow off steam. And it, yeah. So then, once once that bug bites you of brewing, somehow it's hard to, to shake it. Well, for me, it was. I mean, it. it so I came home, and I actually, that same friend does, does wound up being the home brewer, and I wound up growing hops for him at first. And I went up to him with my hops, and I said, "Okay, let's show me how to brew." And at that point, I had already read uh, Extreme Brewing by Sam Caligioni, and I had read um, How to Brew by John Palmer. Right. And uh, he started brewing, and I'm like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. So we brewed, though, and, and he made this beer, and it was okay. 
and then I brewed my first beer, which we talked about on that episode, and it was awful. It tasted like hose water, and and to this day we call it hose water ale. It was a it was a wit. Well, to some, hose water is a uh, something to be you know something something to take home. I, I, it, it was I it was it was water. it was reminiscent of childhood. <laughs> I was gonna say that it's very nostalgic. So yeah, yeah, but uh, that that pissed me off, and it made me want to be a better. I think a lot of people probably would have shied away from that and been like, well, I, I suck. And to me, I was like, no, nah, I need to get better at this. So um, I think after three or four batches, I switched to all grain. And uh, my first all grain batch was my quad. And my buddy came down from, from Dayton and he had the, the quad and he's like, fuck it, I quit. <laughs> I mean, because he got so pissed off because it was, it was that good. It's, it's, um, it, it's like it's going to be one of our recipes at the brew pub nice. or at the i said the brew pub the the tap room and yeah it's it's just one of those things where i just got so hooked on it and i got so wrapped up in buying books and and i just couldn't stop and the time my wife and i and we talked about this earlier today but my wife and i lived at a two-bedroom condo and we didn't have any kids at the time so that extra bedroom was just packed with brewing equipment. <laughs> and she was like, this is taking over your life. I mean, I had so many just glass carboys and buckets and all that crap that goes along with home brewing. And I was like, we need to take it to the next level. And that's when Alexandria Brewing Company became what it is. I mean, you know, that was 2009, 2010 is I got to become professional at it, you know. And... Yeah. It's it's a story that you know you you hear, and it seems like there's these undercurrents that are always kind of the same with people. You know that desire. You know once that bug bites you, then just keep it making it better and better and better. Be it, you know, just, just the beer itself, or those tinkerers that just want to want to make their process better. There's people that homebrew that just that it's not even necessarily about that actual beer aspect of it. It's that that tinkering with stuff, and like you see these these stories that are very different, but always have that same kind of. Um, undercurrent to them. Well, I, I think part of it too was when, you know, at first I would drink a lot while I was home brewing and trying yeah, different yeah. craft beers, and it was more about like how many different beers can I drink in the day. And I don't know, talking about like getting drunk, but like Just trying different trying things. different beers while we we're drinking. Because my buddy from Dayton would always come down and brew with me, and him and I would sample all these because we were all into craft beer, and I was on rate beer all the time. And how many different tastes can I have, or how many different right. check marks <clears throat> can I get on rate beer or whatever. And then it got to a point where I was only drinking two or three beers while I'm brewing, and I didn't care about rating beer anymore. I was caring about what I was making. And he's like, he's like, you're so far behind me. You've got, and he would have like all these different beers lined up for me to drink. And I'm like, man, I don't care. I'm focused on brewing. Right. And and when I got to that point, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm taking this more serious than I than I am about drinking beer anymore it's more about the process it's more about like this is a science for me and i i'm in love with it and you know it's one of those things where it's more than just it's a, it's a lifestyle for me anymore you know i i don't care i can relate with that but i'm i'm on the other end of spectrum i'm i'm, I'm the drinker it's yeah it's kind of a lifestyle for me and well, <laughs> but no there, there's nothing wrong with that either because yeah, you keep making it i'll keep drinking have absolutely <laughs> we have a symbiotic relationship but absolutely. see like like and to turn it all full circle here too like like people like paradise brewing and people like eric now are, are like the type of people that that spur that on right 
you so, know so and let's let's bring eric into oh, yeah, it now and, and, and so, i'm sorry so, i don't know if you guys haven't been listening very closely if you've been zoning out during our commercials eric is with first buddy um you've been on the show before yes. and you guys Indeed. are kind of that uh that intermediary step between the the people that make the beer the people that sell the supplies you you well i mean you're not an intermediary step for the supplies but a different type of supply right. you, make, you, you make equipment yes you make the brewer's buddy which is is the actual system called the brewer's buddy yeah um yeah so it's just it's it's a platform for home brewing yeah so what and again if we talked about this when you were on the show last time i'm sorry but what kind of got you into home brewing and what 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 with that fire for you it was uh anthony so anthony's not here on the show today uh and he wasn't on on the show the last time he was here earlier and that's, he, our, he that's was, our fault for not on the show earlier <coughs> he uh, he's got two little two little ones at home and uh um, a wife that travels quite a bit so he had to go home <coughs> long story short he it was i mean it was it was predominantly him i mean it it, it helps being in the age of where his wife drinks crappy beer though yeah i heard yeah, that she's rumor, yeah don't don't <laughs> tell anybody keep that keep that between you and i and this this audience so um he he you know one of our friends from from uh from home but he lives in dc now was in a, in a beer or in a brewing excuse me and um said to, to to try it out and it was just purely curiosity um we we're starting to um, all collectively get busier in our lives. You know, Anthony was was I think at that point in time, uh, his wife was pregnant. If not, or, yeah, at that point in time, pregnant. I thought they were getting married, but um, and Kyle, uh, one of our other good buddies, that's not a part of Brewers Buddy, but he's certainly a very special part, part of this of whole story. process and one of my best friends, um, one of our best friends, excuse me. But part of, certainly part of the story. We uh, it was us three that we kind of just went in and and bought a. Uh, the, the original kit to get started uh, with it all um, and, and it kind of just took from there and it, and it was a reason to get together um, because lives were, were getting busy and and, uh, and it was kind of an excuse to the second halves to spend a whole day together with with your, with your friend <laughs> right. and drink beer well hey, today's a perfect example <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh, you know we had that excuse like no listen you know like Kelly, my fiance, is like Kelly. I got, I, you know, I, I've got to go and spend. I mean, I'm gonna be there for four, five, six, seven, eight hours <laughs> because that's how long it takes. Uh, but it was, a, it was an excuse, and I say that jokingly, of course, uh, well, partially, uh, to to just spend some time with, with your with your guys. And don't and, don't, and don't apologize for that excuse. You you don't <laughs> you think that women really want to go to Tupperware parties and stuff like that? No, it's it's an excuse. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> Yeah, it, true. I mean, it, it was it was much of a of, a, of an excuse as it wasn't, uh, but it it, it just it, it blossomed to something so much like like greater. Like we we um, we saw uh, a need in the market from our own homebrewing endeavors. Like we built this big big clunky platform. It was a giant erector set, if if you will. Um, and we thought, hey, there's there's products out there that do do this. So so what we do, and people ask all the time, it's like. You know, will will it help me make better beer? And no, it's, it certainly will not. And, and Anthony and myself are, are definitely not experts at, at brewing by any stretch of the imagination. And if people don't know, I mean, brewing beer, there's a lot of science and chemistry that goes into this. Uh, and we're, we're we're not that. We 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 certainly do our best. But this that's, is just a value add to that's, the experience. That's part of what I love about you guys, though, too, is that you're not some like some swanky home brewing dude. I mean, <laughs> not to you know, not to not to 
give you, you know, any, not to crack on your home Please disparage me. But, but, you know, like, <laughs> I, you know, like, it's not like you are making some, yeah. you know, incredible homebrewing thing that, 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 again, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not fancy. It's mm-hmm. not shiny. It's not, it's, it's people who just, who love this process, love this community, love this, this whole bigger picture thing and trying to find a way to make it easier for people to do things better i guess right. does, does that make Th- sense that's is essentially that it yeah i mean it, it, and that's what people you know i mean that's what i tell people it, it's 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 helping you brew beer essentially but you, but you guys are you guys are you guys are normal people you know yeah. you're, you're like people like me who i like to homebrew mm-hmm. i enjoy homebrewing mm-hmm. i'm not some tinker homebrewer who wants to you know, build some kind of giant kit from right. scratch and right. dedicate my garage to building a you know fourteen tap brewery right. or something in it. You know, I I just want to brew beer every once in a while yeah. with my friends and and do it better. And I, I think that you guys have kind of nailed that that side of it. And we're trying to. I mean, we're trying to keep it. You know, in, in the biggest. Well, I don't want to say the biggest, but uh, a lot of people that homebrew are are, are tinkers, are DIYers, if you will, and and and, and all that. And it's. Um, it's helping sort of feed feed into that whole mentality and it's it's keeping and, and affordability is a big part of it so it's trying to trying to manage sort of all of those values in in what you do as a home brewer and um, that's what we tried to hit upon was was all of that there there's a lot of again similar plat- platforms that are out there that do the same thing but they're costly they're they're expensive and, and they're great they're great platforms I'm gonna but be you wrong. can you can bring your platform here yep with a guy like andy who uh-huh. is the nerdiest of home brewers you can meet <laughs> and he's at home brewing on this the same way that somebody like <laughs> like me would be yeah. you know just yep. in, in in my garage brewing with my wife and my friends or whatever right. it may be you know it just it, it fits so many different types of people and i think that's neat yeah it's now that you you say you say that um thinking I'm thinking about it in this situation uh it's neat to see that you know it, it's really for for any level of brewer from from beginner to extremely experienced um i mean we've seen andy the, cuss about a couple things today and not about of, the platform none audience. of them were about the platform <laughs> <laughs> the um, platform has been working wonderfully for so so it, it, yeah, it's, just it, just a stuck sparge <laughs> right. yeah, it, it, uh, it, it's been it's been neat to uh because in this in this sort of renaissance of, of craft beer that we're in, uh, growing up sort of in this whole renaissance as an avid drinker myself, and then getting into home brewing, you know, about two and a half three years ago, uh, we didn't have the intention of doing this right. I don't, it, we don't know what our next step is going to be, even moving forward. But what we're what people are teaching me are, are like the, the 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 backers that from our Kickstarter, as well as you know anybody that I that I talk to, it's. It's like wow, you've excited me to, to, to try this out you, right. it, it, because of, of multiple reasons. And um, most people that are getting into brewing, like like Andy, like they're opening breweries, which takes a hell of a lot of work and it's a lot of stress and time and, and so forth. And just hearing <laughs> these stories, but um, and that's probably one of the reasons why we didn't want to do it How because we're just not take? capable of doing that. But but we're at the root of it. We're we're, we're so so so. You I, know. I, I don't know what sleep is anymore. <laughs> I mean, not to but that's the cool part is we're we're uh, not knowing going into this whole thing, but now kind of realizing it is we are feeding that passion 
we are we, we want people to share that passion and and that's that's sort of the excitement the spark that's that's driving us now it's it's it, we're at the root of the start of this, all of this because if you if you I don't know um, no I'm in, in talking to to a lot of these brewers around the city and these uh, the breweries opening up how if you've if you've collectively taken a, a sort of a, a statistic if you will of, of the people that started homebrewing that got into it from homebrewing but that's what we're feeding into and that's the exciting part about it and I, that's what's I would assume and I don't have a statistic for you but sure, I assume that almost good. everybody who's starting a brewery started out homebrewing. I mean, I, right. there's probably a few people, I, I don't think, like Richard Dubé, you talk about somebody <laughs> like that, he never homebrewed before. Yeah, he's an exception. He, he came into Braxton, yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he homebrewed with Evan when they were kind of right, starting things right. up, and that was the first time he had done that, but you there, know, in, there's this, in this generation of people, like, it's how you start. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably agree with that, too. I, I think that there's, um, I think that, like, in Germany, kind of more so than anywhere else, that's kind of the thing where people don't do the home brewing first they kind of start is just well we've got a, a science type mind or whatever so brewing's right. a fit for us or chemist or chemistry type type mind and that's it, it's a natural fit for us but in, in the united states i mean it's kind of more well home brewing's good i really love it i'm passionate about it and it's to the point where i'm not drinking while i'm home brewing i'm actually home brewing because right. it's it's like what i said I, and that everybody that i talked to that's kind of started a, a brewery because of it or that's got into becoming a brewer because of it it's been because well i'm not getting drunk on my brew days anymore i'm, I'm <laughs> have you had a brew day where you haven't drank yet yeah yeah multiple see and i think i think that that's i think that's a big moment yeah, actually actually this is kind sure. of this is kind of more it, it's be, sure. it's been more of a rarity when i drink on a brew day anymore but but i am in my defense on that too and i, I don't want to say it's defense but it, it's now well, to the point to defend that no nah, I, I don't <laughs> but it, it is now to the point where i'm i'm brewing for like investors and i'm brewing for recipe development right. i'm brewing for repeatability and with that, I'm, I'm taking it dead serious now. Yep. And with that, I, I can't... Like, what we're doing today, I, I, this is an exception. And the last time I brewed, when I brewed that, that triple, I was brewing with my, my friend Brad, and we weren't really brewing. It was originally designed to be brewed for a purpose, and when that purpose got taken off the table, then we were like, well, we're just brewing for the hell of it. So when you're brewing for the hell of it, it, it it's a little bit different. When you're brewing for... Your investors when you're brewing for people that are interested in drinking your beer because they're gonna put money into your company then you got to kind of change the way you're looking at things and and the thing is is that that day I think I drank three beers the entire day when I when I and I when I say Brad Brad's my COO I should probably tell you that too um, but when I brewed with him he was like on six or seven <laughs> And, but I mean, a brew day is what eight hours when right. you're home brewing, yeah. and 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 you know, it's well, it's it, it's funny to me because like when I say we're gonna have a <laughs> brew day, like to me that's that's what it is. It's not it's not even about like, I mean, it's about making beer, but it's not. It's it's like we were talking about. It's it's yeah. it's it's some kind of a reason to just to hang out and drink beer, and like it's it's a very different type of brewing, and it's a different type of. Um, I think it's a different type of experience for, for me now than it is for you now. And that's, it's an interest, it's interesting to me to see those different sides of it and see these people that get off on this other yep. exit off of that highway and be like, here's <laughs> where I'm going. 
you guys are going here. Yep. <laughs> you know, like I. Well, I, I do my best to to keep myself grounded on all of that, though, and and I, I think that that's kind of. I, I I know that like in getting to know the guys from Braxton, and and I think a big part of that was Big Sis when we did that. They're good about. I, I homebrewed with them pretty well. It wasn't with them. It was with Dave Dixon, right. who who works who, for Braxton. We'll have him on the show very in, in the very near future, probably um, after the beginning of the year. But but in in brewing with him or homebrewing with him, and and Evan and Jake were both there. Knowing how they operate, knowing that homebrewing is still fun for them, and they still homebrew for for fun more than anything else. It, it's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing to know that that. Is still there for them, if that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, it does. I was going to ask you about that, <laughs> with, with how serious you have to take it now. Well, I, I think it, that's only is temporary. Still, well, right, but but you know, you 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 started it because you enjoyed it, and obviously there was something else in your brain that that took it to a more serious level, and and you wanted it because you you wanted to see, you know, certain uh, gravities, etc., whatever the case may have been, but. You know that was a big uh, uh, reason why why we started this whole idea of Brewers Buddy was it was just good it was fun to get together with guy with our with our buddies and, and, and not guys girls everybody uh, even family now that and, and sort of homies <clears throat> we're starting to, we're what, homies and ho- <laughs> at homets if you will we're starting to teach them about uh, brewing and it's funny I say that and I you know I can't <laughs> teach people about this stuff because I'm certainly not an expert but. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a good reason to get like today. Like I wouldn't have thought let's let's brew today. And I know we sort of plan this out, but it's just been a good experience altogether. Uh, just to, to get together with people that you don't otherwise see maybe a whole lot, and uh, you just sort of share that common bond, and, and you you have a great freaking time doing it. So oh yeah, yeah, it's great. It's 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 been a fun day for me. It seems <laughs> it, it, uh, despite the stuck sparge and the the beta. Luke yeah. and rest that we didn't do near long enough. But at the same time, like this is the <laughs> stuff that, like, that, like when you when you taste the beer, that's the stuff that yeah. that you can't necessarily taste, but that immediately is registered in your head. You know, yeah. like if that's the stuff that you remember. Um, let's take another quick yep. break, only because I need to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> I need to go pee. So yeah. we'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from Homburg in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewers Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com 
Brewers Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollow. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Submissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> there was, um, oh, we're back. Cincy Brewcast. The voice of Cincy Craft. Uh, what show was that? We, um, it was Old Firehouse. Another one on that one where things were so crazy. I left, I forgot my iPad at home or something like that, so I didn't have any of the sound effects. So every commercial had to be edited in later. So like we would go to commercial and I had to say, commercial now you know and then we kind of sit there and stare at each other awkwardly <laughs> like so there was no intro music no commercials no none of that it was it was very awkward but so we um our commercial break was way longer for us than it was for you guys we've been tending to the boil which is now happening so we're still brewing we're still drinking what do you guys want to talk about where were we <laughs> I, I don't remember i think we were talking about uh where we obviously started with homebrewing and, and kind of where it led us. and um, Look at the, sort of the big community. brains on Eric, bringing us back <laughs> on track. <laughs> Trying to get ready for the uh, the work week, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. Not talk about like, it. Uh. <laughs> We're a couple hours away from, uh, well, the start of it, so. And, and from the whole we drink beer. craziness of the holiday season, which is oh, around the corner. About really start uh. kicking in here. Uh, what's, your, what's your stance on Christmas beers? Andy, Eric, either one of you. Um. <laughs> you know, I don't. Um, we're we're brewing a pumpkin porter right now, which I know Scott is probably rolling his eyes at, at blank slate. I can hear him going, <laughs> um, Yeah, I I don't have a problem. I think if, if they're done right, I I don't have an issue with them. I think that there's over the top, and then there's a subtlety about them when they're when they're good. I think that you got to find a balance in it. So did you um, have you gotten to try the the new one from from Braxton, the Klaus? It's oh, a, yeah. a peppermint yep. stout. No, oh my no, god, I love it. Did you because get the, the little sprinkling around? No, the, no, no I didn't either. And yeah. that's I love that because it was on dark charge day, so they were yep. busy and they they weren't doing that. But right. it's almost like if somebody didn't tell me that it was a peppermint stout, I wouldn't know it right off the bat. And granted, I've been drinking dark charge all day, so I've not <laughs> had something to do with it. But um, like it's it's this real subtle kind of thing that kicks in in the background and stuff like that. I I, I just, it, to me that's 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 the sweet spot for for Christmas beers. But mm-hmm. they uh, could have used a little bit more. And I sit here and and, and, and tell them what they could have done better because it was a fantastic beer and they continued to kill it. But just a little more peppermint, in my opinion. But that I, was it was it was delicious. No, I, I, I went up talking to, to Evan. I think that was what he said too. Yeah. I loved it. Just uh, a little more. I went yeah. up to uh, I went up to Paradise the other day, and I had their um, Chris McQuanzica. Yeah, that. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, how am I going to fit that in a sense? <laughs> Excuse me. And um, it was a it was a lager, um, kind of more like a Dunkel or a Schwartz beer or whatever, right. whatever the hell you want to call it. And uh, 
that was that was a solid one too. Um, at first, I thought, and I I had it after I had their uh, one of their uh, what what IPA their Blood Orange IPA. Um, so that might have thrown me off a little bit, but I thought it had like a smoky hint to it. Um, and I, I kind of dug that, you know, the, the spice has definitely jumped out as it warmed, but it, it was a solid take on a Christmas beer too. You know, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't like punch you in the face with, uh, with cinnamon and nutmeg right. and all that. So we, for anybody that's listening, uh, we are sitting here on Sunday night recording the show, which will hopefully, um, if all happens the way it's supposed to happen, be posted early tomorrow morning, uh, Monday. So, if you're listening to it then, tonight, uh, Monday night, this is really confusing to say it like this, but <laughs> so Monday night we are doing a show from Urban Artifact, um, all about Christmas beer, and Urban Artifact has 12 Christmas beers that they're rolling through, plus their Slide Rule, which is their Winter Goza, and then Kick Sled, which is their Winter Seasonal Stout. So are they doing they, a Christmas Pickle? Um, yes. Christmas Even though pickle, yeah. Christmas Pickle came out over the summer? Christmas Pickle? <laughs> no, Pickle Goza came out over the summer. <laughs> oh, it my bad. It was Christmas Pickle last year. This year, Christmas Pickle is still coming out as one of the 12 years of Christmas, but it's with spruce tips. So it's Pickle and Spruce, which... Interesting. I don't know. Huh. I, uh, I, I appreciate them like embracing this Christmas thing so much. Like they're like, we love Christmas beers, and nobody else does enough, so we're gonna do as many twelve. As we can. <laughs> they're gonna do fourteen I Christmas was, beers. I was making this list. Um, I do and checking these, it twice. Seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's been a long cold day. All right. <laughs> hey, they, they, I completely lost track of where I was at. You're making I, a list. I'm, I'm making a list and checking it many times <laughs> of um, every Christmas beer around town so that I do these seasonal rundowns of different seasonal beers, you know, pumpkin beers and that kind of stuff. And um, I think that there are as many beers at Urban Artifact that are Christmas beers as there are at every other brewery in Cincinnati. <laughs> Combined. <laughs> and so I, I shot one of them an email and I said, you guys are making this really difficult on me this year because I have to write descriptions for each of them and all that stuff. And he's like, well, you think that's bad. Uh, next year, we're going to try to do 24. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do an advent ca- calendar. Every single day, a new beer. So uh, I think it's fun, though. There's the urban artifact, advent calendar of beer. Doing. But I think with, with like, uh, you know, it's, all, it's always, how do you feel about these pumpkin beers? And how do you feel about these Christmas beers, et cetera? And I think it's great. I, and I know there's there's hardcores that are they're you know so left or right to, to you know one way or another about them and but that's 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 brewing. Well, yeah, that's, okay. that's the I, whole the whole point of it I'm is so to try stu- new I, stuff. I think like, you brew for what you like. Absolutely. And and who cares? Fuck like, the naysayers. Exactly. I mean exactly. I mean I mean and, and if anybody's got a problem with it, you know, that's what your little internet's for. That's what your beer advocate or rate beer or untaps for. You can go on there and vent all you want, but don't or don't drink it. If you know you don't like the style, don't drink it. Who cares? Like I um, understand the right. frustration. Like there were a couple of years there where there were a lot of pumpkin beers. There's still a lot of pumpkin <laughs> beers. And like, but I. But there wasn't. There's not as many this last year as there were. Well, know. that's because it's overkill right now. And I mean, look what we're brewing right now is a pumpkin beer in, in December. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like if there weren't any how much would that suck like i understand that you don't yeah. want it to be like this overpowering thing where that's all that's coming out and i, I get that but at the same time like you got to have some of that stuff too like it's 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 fun it's different it's, it's, exactly it's, it makes it's a season it's it's seasonal you know it's like you right. you you know it, it, it's something to look forward to yeah. i don't know my my birthday's in october and 
my every year for my birthday, my mom gets me instead of a birthday cake, it's Ben Frisch's pumpkin pie. So I'm obsessed <laughs> with with pumpkin pie. I love I love that flavor of it and yep. my whole thing is just trying to bring that out into a beer that gets me drunk. <laughs> so <laughs> So you know, it's combining two of my loves, beer and beer and pumpkin pie. And if, if people got a problem with it, that's fine. You know, you don't have to drink it. There's other options for you. Why is it that every time we sit down, it starts yep. raining? I know. It, it, just, <laughs> it, it comes on, right? Yep. The fire's going good, though, right? It is. I wish I could feel it more. Than well, yeah, you right? put a whole house on there, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a giant log. It's, it's the Yule log. <laughs> it doesn't even know it is. That'll be burning till Christmas, I think. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Some, one of my friends, when we were in high school, we would have bonfires and stuff. He's like, it's not a real fire unless it lasts so long that you have to name it. <laughs> so he would name all of his fires, and they would last for days and days. Good for <laughs> him. That's, keep them going. that's clever. Yeah, I, I, think that, um, I think that log caused me to have a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pick it up. Yeah. You should have seen, we, we went out to my dad's house, and this is just a, a side story here. But we went out there to my, my parents' house to get the, the wood. I took my two-year, or he's a three now. We took I took my three-year-old out there with me. And uh, he wanted me to get this log that I think the three of us couldn't carry. <laughs> and he was like, come on, come on. And I'm like, this one, this one. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> and he was trying to lift it up on his own. And I was like, this is a bad idea. I'm like, we can't carry that, man. And he got so mad at me about that that I was like, "I still got some glass here." Do you? Oh. Sorry, we're passing beers across the table for anybody that yeah. isn't sitting here. In this we're on. Uh, <laughs> what are we on? Quaff <laughs> Brothers. Yes, uh, yeah, this is on We Honey. This is Quaff uh, Brothers and um, uh, Mount Carmel. Their collaboration, which is delicious. I I don't know if I should say this on the show or not, but the first one that I uh, the bottles that I cracked open <laughs> when I got home. I poured it out in a glass and a big giant glob of honey went right in the glass. <laughs> and it was really gross that's looking. Amazing. I understand that that's okay. And it, it wasn't a big deal. But that's a honey it was beer. really disgusting to see this big booger come out of my glass. <laughs> out of my bottle. I mean. Well, the looks can be deceiving. It's still delicious, yeah, right? Yeah, it and it's, it's good. I've got a, a bunch of them stashed away in the cellar. And I'm curious to how it ages over time. Since there's globs of honey in my <laughs> it might explode in my cellar. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I think Do Danny's you, kind of a, a evil genius in a way, you know. Oh, some of the with stuff the, with the barrel selection that he does. Like that, yeah, um, that Jackie O's. Excuse me. The full allotment is one of my favorite Jackie O's beers I've ever had. Uh, He's doing a um, a hot sauce too. No. A hot sauce collaboration. Like a quaff yeah, I, I, I sold that actually. Yeah, um, I know that they wound up getting a. Uh, a couple uh, Dark Lord barrels uh, that they do that. And, and I know that there's one sitting at 50 yeah, West. there's one at 50 West sitting right there where everybody can see. Yeah. It's teasing everybody. That's, um, which um, Blue Melvin should be coming back out here very soon. I think they're, he said they're having some kind of a conference call about it the other day, but setting some dates up and everything. So That's exciting. That man. should be fun. That was a good beer. Um, hopefully they'll make a whole bunch of it for everybody that's going to clamor aboard to get that. It's kind of getting crazy with some of these bottle releases when you see the people lining up um, yeah it, it's starting to turn into like we've got our own little dark lord day in cincinnati right yeah what well, so dark charge day at braxton i was talking to my wife the night before and she was asking me what time i was going to head down there and i said well i don't really <laughs> know so i've been thinking about it and i've been trying to figure it out you know i've got all day i don't have to you know 
but then I also have going on that morning, so I can go whenever, but I don't really think people are going to get there that early. Wow. Like, surely I can get there, like, an hour beforehand, and that's probably when people start showing up. And so I'm, I was up plenty early that morning, sitting on the couch with a cup of coffee, and my Twitter started buzzing and going crazy, and I started looking at just pictures of people in line at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I turned to him and said, honey, I'm sorry, honey. I need to leave. <laughs> have you ever um, have you ever done Dark Lord Day at all? No. I that that was like one of those things where I'm like, where it real where it made me realize like, God, there are some real and I'm a beer nerd and it made me realize that I need to step up my level in nerdiness because we got there at eight o'clock in the morning one year and I was thinking you know we're gonna be like first in line and this was oh nine um because in o, I got an 07 bottle on the shelf because that's that's how different it was right. between 07 and 09 this is to just give you an idea um and and that was weird because I bought it in 08 at the poor house in Indiana which is just a side note but uh yeah 09 we get there at eight o'clock in the morning and the line is probably. 400 people deep at that That's point crazy. yeah and it doesn't even start they didn't even open the doors and back then they didn't have their tickets they didn't have anything they didn't even open the doors until noon so we sat there indiana which is munster indiana and anybody who doesn't know where munster is or who hasn't been up to three floyd yet that's uh just outside of chicago it's like so- southern chicago you get the lake effect there it's freezing and we're sitting there like, colder than we are today. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> this better be worth it, you know? And I, I swear, like, I think I got more beer than I've had for free. Well, yeah, just, and, and that's what I in don't think line. people understand. In the it's, line. It's just the line. In the line. And yep. that experience of standing in line and meeting new people. And, like, even at Dark Charge Day... There were people that would just kind of walk down the line with a bottle of beer, and anybody who had an empty glass, oh, you want to try this? Yeah. And you know, pour it for you, and you try this. And Who's had this? Um, Who's yeah. had this? You know, it, it's insane. It's just, it was my first taste of that. Like, I brought a bunch of beer to just trade because that's what people told me to expect was just come there to trade beer. So I brought a bunch of – BBC was kind of new on the scene back then, and uh, what's it called? Barrel House was still open. Right. And I, I brought a growler of that um, – I can't even remember something Baron, or no, it was uh. The Hot Baron was. Uh, no, Hot River Baron Town. was Rivertown. It wasn't that. It was um. Oh, he, he was uh he was a bootlegger. I can't even remember his name now. Oh. Um, it was they did they. Had, no, okay. no, no. Boss Cox. Boss Cox. Yeah, that's what it was. And and I brought a growler of that, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna get some rare stuff. And I I wound up just pouring every everything right. that I brought <laughs> into other people's glasses, and I I had some of the rarest stuff. To this day, I've. This past year, I had an 04 Dark Lord at Dark Lord Day. That was probably the rarest beer I think I've drank. That was the first year of Dark Lord. Right. And, I mean, I think about that stuff. It's insane. I, I talked to a, a couple of my rave beer friends that I still keep in touch with, and it's nuts when I look back on that kind of stuff because it's, you know, I, I go to Dark Lord. I, I try to go to that every year, and, and being a brewer now and, and going to Siebel, I, I have friends that are at Three Floyds, and, I'm fortunate enough to have made contacts over over the years there, but 
So I, I don't have to worry a, as much about getting a ticket, but I still sometimes have to worry about getting a ticket. It's just a, it's about the experience, too. Like, yeah. you could go to something like that, line up, hang out for a few hours in the morning with, with people, not get the bottles of whatever you're lined up for, and still have a really good day. Yeah, well, it's true. And, and I think that that was, that was something I definitely took away from, from, from Dark Charge Day this year, is that, like, it's, it's turning into something very different than it was last year. Well, I, th- I think considering that's this is only the second year that they've done right. it, it's it's. I think that's what we're going to shoot for too, with with brothers in arms. I mean, I think that's kind of our goal with that with that stat we're going to release. Um, you know, it, it's it, and our goal with it is is a hundred percent of the profits we make off of that. I mean, not even just portion, but a hundred percent is all going to go to a veteran-based charity. But right. you know, I, I think, and this is just getting into the business side. I mean, we. Three Floyds is kind of the same way. They make so much money not off of Dark Lord, but off of everything else you right. you sell in that day. That what difference does it make? But to us, it's doing something good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's accomplishing a goal for us is getting people at the brewery. But it's also bringing people together and, and just kind of tying my whole love of that whole Dark Lord Day experience that I had way back when. And I, I think it's awesome that, that Braxton's doing that. I, I think it's great that somebody's having that, like, one day beer fest where everybody's just lining up for one particular release that's just right. insane that has all these variants that and, and people are lined up in front of a brewery just sharing beer and sharing experience and, and the brewery isn't necessarily profiting off of that no not at all but they are because you're you're building this community of people that are all coming together and sharing something that it's that other factor of craft beer that nobody ever can can manage to put it into words it's that other thing that makes people latch on to to, to beer that yeah. doesn't work for vodka know, the, the waffles or whatever the thing is that <laughs> the vodka or right i like waffles better but <laughs> yeah wa- waffles is a good <laughs> waffles is a good I'm a, perhaps I'm vodka a waffles. waffle aficionado <laughs> but no that's uh i agree i i haven't i haven't i, I i've never been a hardcore like like the people that stand in line and uh, it all i'll admit that Probably just because I hate being cold and standing in line for a very long time, much less much much like everybody else. But I I, I think uh, there's something to that. You know, if I were Jake or Evan or, or Richard or any of the guys over there at Braxton or, or you know the guys over at Three Floors or any anybody that does this, if you stand if you see those people in line, you you have to sort of uh, it, it's it's kind of humbling. It's not they're the I think a, a large percentage of them, of course, are there for the beer, but it's they're there for the experience, and they're right. there for the community, and they're there there for the, uh, uh, the something else. There's just something else to that, and, and it's just a neat. That's just a neat thing to to know and see and and, and be a see, part honey, of. See, honey, I'm know. not I'm not just a drunk. I'm there for the community. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. There are other reasons, uh, and you meet and you probably meet people and, and make an uh, hey. Uh, Gnome's wife. It's networking. Okay, networking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just it's just cool to. to I, I like to, to think of her as wife of the gnome. <laughs> she's, okay, she's excuse me. Wife the, of the, the gnome. The Mrs. Gnome on Twitter. I think is how she it. I think, I think you're right. Other. I think you're right. I think it is Mrs. Gnome. That's great. That's cool. She's like I don't even have my identity anymore. I'm just <laughs> Mrs. Gnome anymore. <laughs> the gnome rules our life. I was talking to somebody the other day and um, he. Well, it, it, somebody said something in third person about the gnome, and I said, "Well, you know, sometimes in my house, like we refer to him in the third person because, <laughs> like, 
it's become this other kind of like anomaly in our house and the thing that kind of rules what we do and the decisions that we make. It's like it's, we just blame it on the gnome because <laughs> you can. Why it's not? His fault. It is his fault. Damn him. Fuck the gnome. <laughs> let's, let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, you know, things are going wrong. That's you can right. always you're going to be saying that in a little bit. Honey, I don't want to, but it's just the damn gnome. <laughs> and as I have to, you know, when um, what you got about two more months two is that right months, yeah, yeah yeah that you can you can use that liberally now you can be like fuck the gnome honey let me tell you it's all his fault it's not it's not me it's the gnome leave that oh, other guy out of this Lord, i don't even want to think about what oh man like at that point the uh the uh <laughs> costume for the first halloween better be a gnome <laughs> for the first Halloween, a gnome, a gnome it's just what she's gonna wear on the weekends. <laughs> oh, she's a gnome or she's gnome coming hat. home. From, she's coming home from the hospital with one of those pointy hats. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Oh, I man. lost half of my headphones. Did you guys lose half of your headphones? Nope. No, not at all. Oh, great. It's the rain. I think I, ga- I think I gained more more hearing ability. Actually. I can hear for oh, wait, you. Mine kicked back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to go tend to our boil. Yeah, I think, think so. we have a hop dip, sh- uh, a hop edition. Yeah, uh, we get about five minutes. I think. And, Andy, you know what happens when we miss those? We get being too technical. <laughs> <laughs> we have five minutes. Guys. No, in the four. <laughs> Four point two. <laughs> Calm down, okay. We're just we um, when, we were, <laughs> when we were brewing big sis, uh, somehow we we didn't hear an alarm go off or something. Hey. And sure as shit, as soon as that happened, somebody came and I don't know where they were hiding, waiting for <laughs> for that to go off, but they just appeared out of nowhere. It was uh, wasn't it? Wasn't it Adam? Yeah, it was Adam. Adam Adam came running and he's like, <laughs> Evans like, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you and I added the hops though. We'll high five that. That's right. Anybody that tasted Big Sis, that's because of us. Yeah, that's all us. <laughs> Which nope. it is, it is making its way around. Have you seen N- some yeah, of the places it yeah. was? Uh, no pulled a lever. Uh, I did pull a lever. <laughs> no pulled a lever. <laughs> well, I think the most important piece of that whole thing, and I'm not a, you know, I like Pilsners, but uh, it it, uh, it was good. And yeah, I think Mike would be good. damn proud. No, I, I am not thing. a Pilsner fan, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. And that was one of the best Pilsner. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm not, yeah. But I, but a true German pilsner, I, is so much better than. And it wasn't sweet. It was it was perfect. Yeah, it, it was, was honestly perfect. I've, I've you know I, I like be, being the gnome and being like this this weird, anonymous kind of thing. Like you you get to hear a lot of stuff that you wouldn't hear otherwise, and you know you can be sitting at Braxton and be sitting at the bar and be sitting next to somebody that orders one and tries it and kind of hear that kind of stuff and, you know somebody's drinking it and oh man this is. This is way hoppier than any Pilsner I've ever had before. This is really good. You know, this is, you know, you hear that kind of stuff and you kind of start hearing people experience what, in my opinion, a Pilsner is supposed to be. And, you know, it, I know it would make Mike happy. So it's, yeah. it did what it was supposed to do. And now I want a Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was now, perfect. Now is I what it was. I, I, brought a, I brought a big ass can of the Pilsner. You mean a crowler? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. It's an oil um, can, isn't it? An oil can <laughs> of it over to my, uh, over to Thanksgiving. And, now everybody and just thinks <laughs> you're a jerk. That's yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> they do, too. Look, I've got an issue with that term, and I'm just going to go on record here and tell you. At, at Alexander Brewing Company, we're going to call them box. Big ass cans. <laughs> I was like, we're we're family friendly, so we gotta call them box. I was trying to figure out what 
what that meant. <laughs> we, we, we're family friendly, so we got to call them something. We're gonna call them big ass cans. I mean, it, it's really an, it's an it's an oil can of Fosters, and that's when I was in brewing school. They were kind of newer on the scene, and and we were ish. talking about this early, newer ish, yeah, on the scene. And uh, about half of Chicago was calling them oil cans, and the other half was calling them crowlers, and. Now it seems like crowler is the word, and I do not like that word at all. How do you feel about the term howler, though? Howler's okay because it's half a growler, and that makes sense. I mean, but but oil cans from it's really Foster's was I guess who really started that, and it's it's truly an oil can. I mean, it's it's what if you look at like old oil, it came in a can and it's thirty two ounces, and that's where it comes from. I mean, it's two pints or it's a quart. And and that's what it is. It's a quart. It's a quarter well, beer. Let it be well, known. I love them. I, I, I <laughs> hey, I, I love I love the packaging. I just don't like name, the term. Whatever you want to call them, I love them. <laughs> I, I love them too. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like the term. Uh, don't say it in a, 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 a your in your tap room. No. You say, say, say whatever you want in my tap room. I don't care. I still love you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not gonna get mad. I, I don't get mad. I just don't like the term. Well, guys. I think that covers it for the show. <laughs> we need to tend to our boil. Yeah, we, we definitely do. Um, thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank you. One more, one more toast to Mike. Just uh, yeah. You know, despite this beer is all, all about him, um, because this is what it's obviously all about. So cheers. Cheers. And Mike. thank everybody for listening. And yes. um, uh, tune in next week for Urban Artifact, or if you're listening to this and trying to figure out what you're going to do tonight, um, if it's Monday. If you're one of those people that listens to it right when it posts, come down to Urban Artifact and come talk. Christmas beers. I think we're going to be on the stage. I think that's a first for us, being on a stage and doing the show, which is kind of fun. So Tell Brett um, I said hi. I will do. He, he's looking forward to the show. Me, yeah. me too. I ran he into him on, on Friday. and He uh, he knows me. <laughs> a little bit. Brett's a fun guy. It's he is. Be, he's it's he's a great guy. It's going to be a really guy. fun show. So, uh, I was wrapping the show up and now I'm in another story so we <laughs> one of the only other it's shows never gonna end that we did that never made the air was our Bad Tom Badass Beer Fest show um, which inspired all of this new equipment that I bought because we lost the entire recording because of the battery issue and all kinds of other shit but it was terrible but um, it was another one of the most fun shows ever because Brett was a little bit drunk and <laughs> it was it was really fun he also outed um, our pregnancy to the world on the show, and I really wanted to save it and air it, but it's gone. So another <laughs> another fun story with Brett. So he's come, a good, he's a good guy. Yeah, though. Come, he, come he's on, he's come, really been very helpful to us. Come to Urban Artifact tonight and see Brett get drunk and and yell things. We're doing the debut of our very first segment of Brewers reading mean untapped reviews. Oh, uh, that's I great. To, I need to think of a better that's name fantastic. for it. But Didn't you do that one other time? Uh, we have not done it on the show yet. I don't think. I thought you did once. I've been talking about it for a very long uh, time. Oh, maybe that's what I heard. <laughs> Can you <laughs> make sure that's the what brewers are really drunk, though? Um, oh, yeah. Read them? oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give them wow. a couple shots I first. I want to hear the honest truth from hey, them. Hey, you're going to be at Urban Artifact, too. They've got that Northside uh, distillery that does... What is it? It's moonshine, but yeah. it's not really moonshine. Yeah. They call it's it something fancy. Moonshine. They um, Urban Artifact also has some of the worst fun untapped reviews because sometimes people just don't understand why their beer tastes like right. a pickle, yeah. and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much, as always. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having I us. I love having you guys yeah. on, and um, we'll do it again sometime. Indeed. Uh, uh, we'll be... 
drinking this beer at some point and maybe we'll do the it then beginning of the year so um maybe we'll do a show around it thank you guys thank you brewcast the voice of cincy craft uh rate us on on on, uh, on itunes and all that stuff thanks <laughs>